Well, hello, everybody, and welcome back to this week's episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. We are so glad that you have joined us, whether you're watching this or listening to this. We are grateful for the opportunity to be together. As always, this is a podcast that just shares some behind-the-scenes stuff here at Timberlake Christian Church, but also lets you know about stuff that's coming up and gives us a chance to highlight some individuals in our congregation or in our community that are doing some pretty great things. So with that in mind, we want to welcome you today. Uh, Before we get going, we want to let you know of the sponsor of the week. Last week we didn't have one, and we've got one this week. (laughs) The sponsor of the week today is plants. Uh, It is summertime, and it is the time to start. Well, is summer officially started? No. Summer has not officially started. It's springtime still. It's time to get out, get your plants in. Uh, Some of you like to garden, but we specifically wanted to uh, say this because there are some lovely pots that are at the front of the church. And they are some beautiful uh, flowers and plants that are there. And we wanted to give a quick shout out to the lady who did all that. Brian, give her a shout out. Well, uh, so last year, Diane Thornburg came and she's like, I think she said she was walking or driving around town and saw that all the other churches in town put us to shame with their pots and things in front of their building. And she's like, so would I be allowed to do that? And we're like... Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> we can give you some money, you know, to make it happen, which I know that she's invested some in that too, but we've given her a little bit of budget to work with, and uh, man, it's awesome. What she put in out front uh, last week was great. So. Yeah, so Diane, thank you so much. Uh, if you see her or know her, give her a little shout out. Tell her thank you because it looks so beautiful, and we hope you're enjoying uh, getting out there and get your hands dirty and putting some vegetables or plants or whatever you do in the ground. Okay, we want to recap this past Sunday. This past Sunday, we had a great uh, morning and we talked about the, the final installment of the Come and See series about Jesus's transfiguration. And uh, Brian, how was your Sunday? Was it good? Yeah, went really well. All the the worship team had one of those where we couldn't all practice together. It was kind of two different practices, but mm-hmm. everything with my department. Tell you yeah, what. Well, and you know, first hour, we didn't even have a slide person mm-hmm. for the very beginning, and I didn't even know it. It was still pretty smooth. Went smooth. Alan Wilson stepped in mm-hmm. and made, you know, mm-hmm. he's multi-talented, so he ran two things at once, and I had no idea till between the hours, or I think after the morning was over. Yeah that there'd been a hiccup there. So we put in new speakers, you know, a few weeks ago, changed a bunch of lighting stuff. It has been working. thankfully, a lot of those headaches went away with tech problems we'd been having. That's good. So, Well, Brian's here in the studio with us. Also, uh, Ed Lewis is here in the studio with us. Make sure you give him a big round of applause. Ed, how was your Sunday? Uh, the applause is deafening. I can't. It's so loud. <laughs> I can't. So loud. It was a great Sunday. I mean, really enjoyed the the uh, church service, and I think the uh, altar call that you um, did um, was well received. And I think it's something that we always have to remember um, that you know it, it it all comes down to the decisions people make um, about Christ, and Amen. and um, that was great. And we we are finishing up a series in um, our adult Sunday school class that meets right after that. And uh, we'd been studying Mark for about 30 weeks. So we've mm. had a long series in Mark. 
And as we were going through there, there's a lot of it that's um, at the very end of Mark. You can uh, see the shift to um, the new kingdom, um, you know, the kingdom of heaven and the old covenant passing away and the new covenant beginning and, um, you know, culminating um, with that at the um, the evening when, you know, uh, Christ there with the Last Supper with his disciples. And that uh, that's what we're going to do the next two weeks. I'm going to be speaking at, at our class, a Sunday school class that meets at uh, 1030. Um, uh, we will, I'll be doing one more week on that. And then Lloyd's going to finish up. Um, we're kind of tag teaming this one um, about the old covenant, new covenant. Wow. And so um, Lloyd Pelfrey's going to finish us up. I think we'll finish in two weeks with that. And uh, then we'll we'll move in back into another um, a Bible book after that. So for those of you who don't know, Ed teaches our uh, adult Sunday school class, which meets during the second hour, and has been doing that for a little while. It's a great class, and um, if you don't have a Sunday school class or a Bible group that you're a part of, it's one to go to. You come first hour of church, and then you can go to this class. It's uh, amazing. Um, I had the privilege of baptizing my daughter on Sunday. Did yes, you know that? I did know did you, that. Yeah, that. Yeah, so, so that cool. was that was great, and uh, we celebrated the way all good Midwestern people should celebrate, and that's with Casey's Pizza. <laughs> um, <laughs> I told my wife, I said, this is a very Midwest thing to See, do. I thought maybe it would be ice cream. Uh, may, well, we should have done it. Well, I think we had ice cream, but we already had that at the house. Yeah, but, okay. Um, it was, a uh, it was quite the day and we'll have to do a whole nother podcast on it. This is the first child, uh, for mm-hmm. me to baptize. Mm-hmm. And I think it was harder for me to get to the place where I'm like letting her make her own decision. Cause I want to make sure she does it just right. Mm-hmm. And I was almost hindering her decision rather than helping. Yeah. And, uh, so we'll have to have a whole nother podcast on that, but, but we don't need to do that right now. So anyway, if you missed anything, uh, if you missed the service, we'd encourage you to go to tlcc.church. Uh, you can watch the service. You can see uh, the uh, music and the sermon and uh, everything there at tlcc.church. If you click on sermons, it's there for you. All right, we want to give you a quick top three before we uh, talk with Ed and get to our spotlight of the week. Um, the first uh, top three that you need to know about is some upcoming middle school uh, events. Brian, you know more about this than me. Why don't you take this? Yeah, so tomorrow, Wednesday night, is uh, these are called Connect Events. We should have had Rachel here to talk about this, but I think I know enough about them to announce it. Yeah. Wednesday night is a Connect Event for middle school. Thursday night is high school. And so the purpose of it is those who are um, coming into those age groups were almost to that time of year when we promote, you know, one grade to the next, and there's these students that move up to middle school, and then some of the middle schools schoolers who are becoming high schoolers, and so they're moving up into that age group. They are to help them acclimate, get to know their peers, and so I think they're. I think it's great the way that she's put it out on the band app. Um, to those of us that are parents of that age group, is just that it's for. Uh, Wednesday night is for current middle schoolers or those who are moving up. So it would be Mary's fifth graders, I guess, that are moving up. And then the Thursday night one would be for current high schoolers or those who are moving out of, um, I guess, eighth and ninth. Mm-hmm. So um, two separate events. Um, and again, the if you're a parent or grandparent or guardian of one of those kids, uh, I think it's 
probably one of the most important events as they are moving up to feel comfortable mm -hmm. with the new group that they're becoming a part of. Yeah, so that's great. That's the first one. So that's the first announcement for Wednesday night for the middle schoolers, Thursday night for uh, high schoolers. Uh, the second thing we want you to know about is the Community Kitchen uh, is happening Wednesday. Brian talked about this on Sunday, but we sponsor a Community Kitchen event, which is downtown Moberly. And they have, uh, they've got help and they've got enough people to cover, but if you're interested in participating or you just want to go and see what it's all about, it's a great opportunity just to have some face time with people in the community, uh, to meet some different people who uh, need encouragement, need connection with other people. When I first started going to the community kitchen, I thought it was just about people who didn't have food. A lot of it is people who don't have people around them and giving them an opportunity to eat with other people. So it's a great event, and if you are interested in that, contact us at the office, and we can get you connected with the right people. And the last thing is just a office thing to let you know about. Memorial Weekend, which is coming up, Mm -hmm. uh, the offices will be closed on Monday, and I will be sleeping in all day, all day, Ed, yeah, I don't with my children, I don't six children. I, don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you'll be up fairly early. I will be. Uh, all right. So today, uh, for the spotlight of the week, we have Ed Lewis with us. Ed Lewis is an elder here at Timberlake Christian Church, and he has been an elder for the last two years. Mm, no, it's been a little while. More now. More than that now? Oh my six goodness. Six years, seven years. What? No. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. No. Well, when did you, were you an elder before I got here? Because did you come back on? How long no. have you been here? I've been no, here five years. It probably has been like four. It's got to be at least. It was after he came here. It's after I came here you came on. I know that much. And I've been yeah. here five and a half years. So yeah. it, it, it's maybe at five. Mm -hmm. All right, people, we got to get our facts straight before <laughs> we start talking about it. You've been an elder here for a while. Been, been, uh, for a while. Yeah. For a while. Uh, you are a retired high school teacher um, at the at Moberly High School, and you also taught for Central Christian College of the Bible for a little while. And you are currently uh, a state representative for Missouri, and what district are you state representative for? I'm represented for District 6, which is almost all of Randolph County, uh -huh. not all, but almost all, and all of Macon County. Awesome. Uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. If you could, I like to do this thing where um, you've got 30 seconds to tell someone that doesn't know you, tell them about yourself. All right? So I'm going to time you. 30 seconds. you got 30 seconds. What are the, you, you hit the highlights. You hit whatever you want to hit. What do you want to let someone know about you in 30 seconds? Are you ready? Go. Right, I'm married. I have uh, four kids, and, and all of them are married, and I have six grandchildren. Like to, um, I've been teaching forever. I've taught for 32 years in public school and still teach. Um, I um, love to golf, and I like all sports, really. Uh, tennis, basketball, volleyball, golf, um, 15 seconds. Um, I like to garden as well, and um, I like plants. Yeah. Just like the... the you know, um, Five. What else did I not say? Obviously, I'm a Christian and elder here at the church. I gave you 35 seconds. Oh, well, you said 30. <laughs> I know, but I just, you were, you were doing so well. Okay. Um, so those are a couple facts about you. We, we wanted to bring you on because you have a unique perspective about the church being an elder. Uh, and you also have a unique job that not everybody has being a representative for the state of Missouri. So uh, first, let's talk about being an elder. Um, what do you think is 
one of the most more important things about the role you serve as an elder. What's one of the more important things that you do as an elder for the congregation? And then just the role in general, why is it important for the church? Well, I think elders, each elder, I think, is kind of different and unique. I mean, if you look at each one of us, each one of us have strengths and, and weaknesses. And, um, you know, some are some elders are more apt to teach and are, are do that more. And that's I, I'm one of those that I, I mean, I can't remember the last time that I wasn't teaching. Mm-hmm. I think I've taught either in high school in, um, you know, we've had students in our class, I've taught the adult class, I've taught high school classes, um, even some of the little kids at times at camp. And mm-hmm. so it, that's just part of me. I just, I've always been a teacher. And I think elders are supposed to be that. They're supposed to be um, people who focus on the Bible and are able to share that with others. Um, but also, I mean, I think we, as elders, we're, our job is to kind of uh, protect the flock and shepherd the flock, and each one of us have different people that we um, are closer to. And as I've <laughs> 30 years ago, I mean, I wasn't an elder then, but my focus was it was on much younger people, and 20 years ago, what happened and to everybody else? I, I, think, I don't know. They're getting older. <laughs> I think I've gotten older. As I've gotten older, um, you know, my my perspective has shifted to you know and. And uh, it's, I think that's a natural, I think it's a natural tendency that your, your focus shifts from maybe from the younger people, although, you know, my grandchildren and, and even uh, children today, I think of, mm-hmm. that's a very, very important aspect of, of what, um, you know, the message that I give whenever I'm talking is that the greatest mission field is at home mm-hmm. with your children and with your grandchildren, because if you aren't successful... Uh, sharing the gospel with your children and grandchildren, then you're not really, um, the rest of it mm. is secondary to that, or should be. Yeah. And, you know, it's true for ministers, sometimes ministers mm-hmm. overlook their own children, not you. You've got a child that you've already got there. Mm-hmm. And that's, you know, <laughs> that, that's right. And those, you know, I remember those times for each of my children as well. And and now focused in, on their spouses and on my grandchildren. Yep. That's a very important part of of my life now and with the Sunday school class you know we have uh, any Sunday we'll have between 40 and 50 members in the Sunday school class and a lot of them are my age or even a little older and so their focus is on children and grandchildren yeah. not on you know so much you know, a mission over overseas although that's very important yeah their their focus is on their on their children and grandchildren I think that's very important yeah for those of you who don't know how we are structured here at Timberlake we we, we use a phrase, you know, we're staff-led, elder-governed. We have staff that lead things at the at the church, and, and I, I preach, and, and Brian preaches, and we have staff that lead certain things. But, but overall, when we see in Scripture, elders govern the congregation. They're the shepherds of the flock. And so uh, I, I like to call them my boss. Uh, <laughs> but they, they're the ones that make sure that uh, hold us accountable um, and also give us guidance and wisdom as we lead. Um, as you think about uh, the role of the elder for a, a healthy congregation, uh, we know the teaching and prayer and encouragement are so important. Why does a congregation need elders to help guide them? Do you think? Well, I think I think it's biblical. I think if you you know just look at the scriptures, there you know even when you know 
Paul was writing back to the churches, he says, you know, talking to Timothy, he says, you know, make sure that you plant elders there, but, you know, you, you choose people who are full of, of faith and wisdom so that, you know, we don't blow along with every wind of, of uh, doctrine that comes along, you mm -hmm. know. Um, we, I think that's part of our job is to make sure that we test everything with scripture and say, well, is this scriptural? I mean, there's some things that scripture doesn't talk about, but but if it does, if the scripture talks about it, then, you know, it's our job to make sure that we um, we stay as close as we can to the New Testament scriptures and knowing that we came out of the Old Testament um, as well and that those those are there for our guidance as well. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, we, we it's important. That's, you know, we, when we have questions or is this biblical, um, where do we want to go? Um, you know, those things we go, you know, we, we go to the scriptures and we look at those and, you know, we've done, you know, several things like that here at the church and yeah. just in the four or five years I've been in <laughs> <laughs> Five or six. I think it's at least five. It's got to be. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. All right. So you as a, a state representative, um, you have, have taken on this task and you've been there for how long now? Well, I've, I've completed three sessions. I'm in my second term. So yeah, for representatives, it's two-year terms. So, I mean, you're basically, you're, you're elected, and a year later, you're running again. So yeah. Yeah. Um, this is the off year. I don't, I don't really don't know. Have to you run. don't have to do a lot of, hopefully, don't do a lot of campaigning this, this session, this, uh, this year. Um, but uh, Well, the big question I have is why? Why you are you're a science high school teacher, right? You're you're a follower of Jesus. You are active in your church. Why go even through the hassle of trying to get involved in politics? And what do you say to someone that says, you know, church and politics shouldn't mix? Yeah. Um, well, I think that I know those are two loaded down questions. Through <laughs> the, down through the ages, churches, church and politics have always mixed. Actually, I think when our nation was founded, our they definitely wanted to influence the way that they were governed. Sure. Um, you can't read any of the original founders' documents without seeing they wanted um, the biblical principles to be enshrined in our Constitution, mm -hmm. um, in the way we do things. Um, and so I think that's... I, I, I don't think that they should not mix. Um, when, when I look at um, the why the why was kind of a difficult thing for me. Um, I, you know, I was very happy teaching and I wanted to teach a couple more years. I'd, I'd done 30, 32 years, but I could have done, you know, a couple more easily and, and actually missed teaching. But um, the current representative for our state was term limited out. Uh, his name was Tim Remley. And um, when, when I heard that he was term limited out, you know, I was always kind of, you know, interested in politics and not, you know, interested in, in, you know, what it would be like to, you know, to be a representative or um, that. I'd had Tim come to my class several times um, as a in, a, in a, in my science class, speaking on, uh, on energy policy because uh, he was part of the energy board. Um, and so I had him uh, come and you know, so I was familiar when he was, uh, was term limited and um, I really wanted to make, he, Tim was a good Christian, is a good Christian man, and was a good Christian representative for our district, um, and would, would vote based on his biblical values, and I think that that's, that's important, and I, and I wanted that, and I found that uh, there was um, 
no one necessarily that was going to run for that that had this, those same values that Tim had. And I wanted to make sure that um, we kept that, um, our representation for Randolph and Macon County um, uh, as a Christian that was going to use, base their decisions on, on biblical principles and try to be someone that you could trust um, that was always going to make decisions from that viewpoint. And so that was... That's know, kind of a burden almost. You know, when I, when, when I met with Tim before I decided to run, we went to his church and we uh, knelt and prayed for 20 to 30 minutes um, and we talked about it. And when, I was, when we were done with that, I was confident. I wasn't sure I was going to run until that point. And that was when I, was, I decided, yes, I'm going to do this and, and I'm going to make sure that I always represent the people of Randolph and Macon County um, as a Christian ought to. And, um, you know, sometimes you make, you have to vote on things and people say, why did you vote this way? And it's, you know, some of them, there, there's, there's no cut and dried things and some there are. They're just like, okay, I, I, this is a moral position. I've got to vote this way. There is no other choice. Mm. And when on others, there's a lot, you know, a lot of issues aren't, aren't like that. And some of them there are. And uh, so those are, those things come up and really, I think the bigger issue is just interacting with all the other people and, you know, being true to your word, being uh, someone that, that represents Christ well down, down at the Capitol. I think it's very, very important to me. Mm-hmm. And there are, there are um, several, many, I would say, uh, there's a, a good number of other Christian representatives. We meet for Bible study every Tuesday morning during session, and... Um, and there's at least you know twenty to twenty five of us that come regularly, mm-hmm. and uh, and I think all you know those are the people that you see there. You you know are, many of them are living out their faith, um, just like I am, trying to. Yeah, I've got I've got two questions left. But before I do, do you have any questions? Oh, you're the question asker. <laughs> I've, um, no. You better just go on. All right. Well, I if, wasn't thinking. I know. Sorry, I sprung it on you. I there. was thinking about what to say at the end. Okay. Right. <laughs> um, so uh, this one, uh, I got a funny, uh, sillier one, and a more serious okay. one. Should we end on a silly note? Um, sure. All right, all right. Let's ask the serious one. Um, you do a really good job of not being a politician when you're an elder, and uh, when you said that you were going to run. Uh, the first thing I thought was, I imagine, was you passing out flyers uh, with your face on it everywhere <laughs> in the church. And we don't really do that here. We don't allow people to campaign here. No. But through the years, through the five or six years, uh, four or five <laughs> years that you've done this, you do an amazing job of walking. It's not really even a line for you, I don't think, um, where this is my job. But when I'm here at the church, I am a shepherd. I am a leader. I am an elder. And I do get to do this as a job. Have you ever found moments where those two things collide? How do you walk that line with grace? That, that That's the way I see you doing it. Well, most of the time, I don't think it's a problem. It, you know, when it, people will ask you questions, it, I mean, really, I mean, I was out at Walmart just, you know, an hour ago, and, and two people stopped me and asked me questions and talked to me about um, policy issues. Bills about, and things. Yeah. And, and that happens 
all the time now. I mean, it doesn't matter whether you're at the gas station, you're at the grocery store, you're at Walmart, mm-hmm. you're standing up mowing your grass or yeah. meat eating. <laughs> um, so that happens, and it happens at church too. But, I mean, you know, people come up. But in my, you know, trying to, like when I'm teaching, trying to make sure that I don't, you know, cross the line and say, you know, bring politics into it. I mean, there's nothing wrong with talking about things that are occurring, but making sure that you're not, um, you know, trying to, you know, indoctrinate someone or, or push someone one way or the other. Right. Trying to keep, I mean, I don't, you know, you you would, I, obviously I'm a pretty conservative guy, but, you know, other than, you know, you, you shouldn't be able to know that other than um, just the way I live, not by, you know, Forcing saying it. you're a Republican or a Democrat or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just, I mean, things come up, you try to, um, if you're, if I'm teaching a Sunday school class, you know, okay, from time we stop to time we, we, you know, someone may ask you a question, and every once in a while you put a little humor in there because <laughs> there, there's some funny things that happen and you have yeah. to, you have to bring those up in life because some things are just funny. And, yeah. uh, but, you know, trying to, to do that without where anybody sitting in, in the, in the class would be comfortable, mm-hmm. um, whether, whatever their uh, political persuasion is that they wouldn't feel um, uncomfortable. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I don't know, politics never, I don't think, really enter into the church in that, other than, I mean, people at church are supportive of me and stuff, but um, I don't... I think the best the best way I could say it is your, and this is the way you've lived your life, as far as I can see, is that your, your faith informs everything else you do. You don't start with your politics informs your teaching your faith, but your faith informs everything that you yeah, do. You, would, you know, there are some people, I think, who, when they became a politician, they decided to go to church. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and, you know, they be, they suddenly became uh, much more faithful. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't I don't know that there was any change no. um, in, in, in the things that I would do, other than the fact that I'm busier uh, for six months of the year. A certain period. In a different, uh, in, mm-hmm. and don't, I'm not able to do some of the things that I normally do. Although I think I've, I haven't it's never. Really it's that. never gotten in the way of teaching Sunday school class because that's on a weekend. But or X Y Z. Or no, or any of those things. But every, you know, sometimes you, you know during the week you're so busy you can't get to something that was going on during the week, yeah. and that that's you know a hindrance. But that's mainly um, in the spring, and that's probably the biggest uh, detriment where they where they collide yeah. in that there's just you know, there's sometimes you cannot be somewhere right. other than down at down at the Capitol. All right, so for the fun question, okay. what's the, the best perk of being a representative? Is there some sort of perk? Is there some, <laughs> something cool that you get to experience that the average person wouldn't get to that you can tell us about, that you wouldn't have to kill us if you tell us? Well, you know, when we, when we, take, the, when we take the oath, we're supposed to, um, we, one of the parts of it says, and I will preserve the secrets of the house. Oh, right? I still don't know what those secrets are. I was No, I'm not sure that there are any great secrets. Um, you know, I think um, when you have your representative tags on. On your car? Right, and you're going towards the Capitol. Uh-huh. The Highway Patrol is not supposed to stop you. Oh, they're, they're, right. they're not supposed to. They're not supposed to. Have to. you tested that I'm, yet? No, I'm not. Okay. Well, <laughs> I, I can't. But they can neither <laughs> confirm nor deny. Because uh, there's a clause in the Constitution that says that uh, that that uh, uh, a 
officer of the court or whatever shall not prevent you from um, going to your duties or carrying out your duties. Right. And that would be yeah. that so. Would, huh. uh, but I, no, that I, I guess like that. having having you know. But that's also a detriment because when you're driving with those tags, everybody knows that's your Everybody car, knows you know, who you are. And it's like, hey, I saw the Pacific uh, <laughs> down. Um, I, I have a, I have an LA, my legislative assistant, who keeps my calendar and keeps me on track, mm-hmm. and that's a real perk. That's nice. That's a real perk, um, but um, it doesn't interfere with anything. It just keeps me um, from uh, going off the rails and. Right. And skipping something. Like he'll text me and say, Hey, remember you've got this tonight, right? right. You've got this event that you're supposed to do. Yeah. And that, it was I was it. afraid that you might have forgotten about uh-huh. it. Or uh-huh. you know, when I'm going in in the morning, you know, maybe I'm leaving Bible study here and heading down there, mm-hmm. I'll get a text from him saying, What, what time are you coming in? You've got a meeting at nine thirty or whatever. Yeah. So the, the, he keeps me on on task and that's a real perk. But um, that's the, one of the perks of the of the office. But other than that, I don't think there are. Maybe not too many. No. All right. I was, I was hoping there'd be some secret meeting handshakes that um, <laughs> we didn't know about. No, I don't think. Uh, maybe I'm on the outside of that loop. And it could be. It could be. Well, we're, we're very grateful for you being here. We're grateful for the ministry that you do here. Uh, we know that you and Sarah, your wife, uh, do so much to minister to people, to encourage people. And, uh, and we, I, I know for me, I respect uh, so much that you do. Uh, almost as I respect, almost as much as I respect your golf game, that I, got, I respect that a little bit more. His short game is amazing, um, but we're really grateful for you being here today. Um, if you have any questions or uh, just maybe haven't gotten a chance to get to know Ed a little bit better, take the time to. Uh, it's worth it, and uh, and we're we are blessed to have him and his wife here uh, at Timberley Christian Church. Okay, we just need to close out with the blessing of the week. Yeah, and I just was going to um, really tie it in with what we've been talking about, that, you know, this whole year as a church we're focusing on, um, you know, being agents of hope in the world. And um, I believe just from the few little interactions that we've been observing, what Ed does at the Capitol, that he does that well. Like, we, we are... I totally agree with what Ed said. Like we're not supposed to isolate ourselves somehow from the public sphere as Christians. There's nothing wrong about us having an elder that's also a state rep or something like that. Um, I mean, it could become wrong, I suppose, at some level. But Ed's very good to not, I guess, cross those boundaries or whatever. Um, but all of us, and, and you know, talking about sort of our blessing of the week or. I always treat the blessing more as a challenge. <laughs> but but um, I guess what I was thinking about with this is, you know, that, that verse from First Peter that we kind of, one of them that we launched this year with about being, um, you know, agents of hope, always being ready to, to give a defense for the hope that we have. Um, I believe Ed does that at the Capitol, like being ready to defend, well, here's, here's why, uh, my faith matters this much, and here's why I take this position, and doing it, you know, in a in a loving way, but also um, uh, being confident in that decision as well. And we should all do that. Like whatever your uh, spot is in this world, you know, wherever your job is, or whether you're a grandparent uh, or a parent, or or whatever whatever your purpose is, just 
um, living that out to the best of your ability. And, and this is a good example of that having Ed on here today because he's done that as a teacher, mm. done that um, as an elder, done that, um, well, I don't golf, but I'm sure he does that when he's going. Just I we, can neither confirm <laughs> nor not. No. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. I, I'm, I'm just saying we, we all... Um, should not just be in that frame of mind on Sunday or yeah. when we're doing churchy things, yeah. but when we're just living out in the world. And that's where we can probably be the most effective is, is you know, way, way more effective outside these walls than what I do here, you know, keeping the bank statement balanced and all the random things I do during the week. Probably it's like the interaction at Walmart, right? Mm -hmm. Somebody stops and says, oh, I know you from church, or I have a question, whatever it is. Yeah, yeah. so so live out loud and be consistent in your character mm -hmm. as you're bringing hope to people. That's good. Well, thank you for joining us here this week uh, for this episode of the Ripple Effect podcast. We hope that you have a great rest of the week, and we'll see you later. Bye.